Hello, my name is Michael Lutheran. I am an actor. I am the co-host of the Hollywood Hustle podcast. I am a fiancé, soon-to-be husband, and I am the hustle. Welcome Welcome to to the the Hollywood Hustle Hustle podcast, a weekly show where an aspiring actor and screenwriter set out to educate and inspire artists and entrepreneurs all over the world with the stories and challenges of those hustling towards towards success. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Team Hustle number 12 of Hollywood Hustle podcast. It's been a while since we've done a Team Hustle. I'm super excited to do it. And this week, we are going back to an old favorite of ours, meeting Team Hustle. And I, didn't, I couldn't think of a better person other than myself, obviously, to do this with <laughs> than the man that's been here since the beginning, uh, Mr. Michael Luther. And Michael has been in L.A. for seven years. He can tell you exactly pretty much to the minute. Uh, I'm going to go with just a general seven years. Uh, <laughs> he has performed in Train Spotting last year. He was in a beautiful uh, uh, story called Medigan uh, that was very simple, but just completely lauded all over. He's been in a wonderful short called Marvel Marvelous what, Marvelous Decision. Marvelous Decision. Yeah, Marvelous Decision. It's so hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> Marvelous Decision. He's also been in several TV shows. He is one of my best friends, and I'm excited that he's a part of this and that he's allowing me to interview him tonight, which I know is a little so weird, weird for him. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, your co-host, Mr. Michael Lutheran. Hello, hello, hello <laughs> to you, Lennox. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't introduced her yet. Yeah, so we, we haven't introduced her, speaking, so do not say hello. I don't get to speak hello. until my name speaking, is spoken. <laughs> speaking of Lennox, <laughs> uh, Lennox, you don't know this, I'm the king of transitions on this show, which is not a good thing. Uh, uh, with us today, we, we thought we'd bring another actor on and do an interview with Michael, but since he's an actor, I've acted. We have another actor here, and we're going to also throw in kind of an actor's roundtable here. We have Lennox Knight. Lennox Knight is an L.A.-based actress. She's also a songwriter, a co- songwriter, a cosplayer, and a super, super nerd. Look at her Instagram. <laughs> you'll see what I mean. There's people on there I don't even recognize. Uh, she can act, she can dance, she can sing, she's done voiceover, she's done plays, she's done TV, she has done everything. She's also working on a new short film called In the Death Room. It's based on a Stephen, Stephen King short story that they just raised over $30,000 for on Indiegogo. It was like $30,094. There yes. we go. <laughs> Just over thirty thousand. Like, oh, you don't have to pinpoint. You can make, let people's imaginations run Even wild. Even if it was like a thirty thousand and a dollar, I'd be like, it's over thirty. It's over thirty. <laughs> now for cosplay, she's also been hired by Soul Calibur, League of Legends, and so many more. We're super excited to have her on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Linux Knight. Hello. Thanks Hi, for Linux. having me. Yeah, definitely. Thanks Thank for you coming so much on. For, for coming on. I mean. I, it's so weird being interviewed <laughs> that I, it's like, thank goodness someone else is here to talk about acting. And so was like, I felt like it would be weird if it's just me one-on-one interviewing with, because like so. there would just be constant uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> well, you go back and listen to like our first team hustle. And there kind of is that a little bit. Um, I like that it's taken until our third season to actually start having conversation uh, yeah. interviews. But I also think it's important to have uh, you here, Lennox, because uh, as we've learned through many of our guests, Daniel, a life of an actor in this town is so varied. Uh, you know, like the the credits that Daniel just listed off for you, I'm like, my mind is blown. Like, that sounds amazing. And that's <laughs> it's also fields of acting that I haven't worked in and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited to hear. No, that's more how I felt with, with your, your credits. Journey. I was like, oh man, he's done so much. 
watch. That's so cool. <laughs> Train spot. Yeah, the world of LA theater. I mean, do I need to just mention my credits, guys? Just even the playing field. No, just kidding. Um, so let's just get started, Michael, right away. Uh, what do you love about me so much? Well, <laughs> unlike many of our guests who would say their beard, I don't. <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I just want to ask real quick. Uh, you know, we always uh, we usually do a side hustle where we kind of update everybody on our hustle, but. That was last week. So kind of what's been going on this week for you guys with your hustles, whichever one you want to talk about. Uh, Linux, would you like to start? What's going on this week for you? Well, tomorrow we have day one of filming on in the death room. So it's very exciting. May 2nd, Um, starting production. Yes, there we go. It's been a long road. And even like yesterday, they were like, you don't get this permit. And we were like, but but why? And like, you need more parking. And we're like, okay, fine, we'll get more parking. Can we just have our permit, please? And doesn't it feel doesn't <laughs> it feel like when you reach this point where okay, you're stepping into like the next phase that it's like, oh, there's still more to do, and yeah. I'm already exhausted. Oh yeah. But and this. I'm like, yeah. oh, in now, the best way. Tomorrow I need to be an actor. You know, <laughs> like being a producer on it's great and everything. And then you're like, okay, guys, like somebody needs to take the rest of these tasks so I can learn my lines. Yes. Like- <laughs> but so that's interesting though. So like you're wearing so many hats with yeah. this production. How do you in this scenario then focus on just being an actor? How do you take one step off and put the I, other I told on. them, I was like pretty much um, whatever today is. The first? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. I told them, I'm like, all right, Monday through Wednesday, I need to pretty much just be an actor. Mm. Like I can do like, a producing task or two but like i'll continue to do the social media and like one like a thing you know (laughs) but like you guys gotta let me like get into that mindset and then for tomorrow and the next day on the call sheet they don't even have me listed as a producer so like nobody that has the call sheet Mm -hmm. will be like oh she's one of the producers i'll just call her with my problems they'll ask you yeah so cutting the those kind of like all those lines of communication that you would normally handle for producing so nope on the day the director's like we'll have you guys are going to be the points of contact for this so that i can be a director lennox can be an actor Mm -hmm. um and then for saturday i'm not in that scene so i'll be like only producer mode for that Mm. So, wow. be, you know, it's smart not putting you as producer on the call sheet. Yeah, because you're not. The director was like, I don't want you to like feel like you're being snubbed. And I was like, no, mm. this is brilliant. No, but that day <laughs> you're not. You're not yeah. a producer. You are an actor that day. Exactly. And that, so it makes total sense to not have you listed as that. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Getting a movie made of any kind is a spectacular feat. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of strength, whether it's in game or into the dark room, the short film. So yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It's fantastic. And I can't, uh, there's another thing that I can't really talk about the details of it yet, but hashtag vague booking. <laughs> there's a small possibility that I might become a comic book character. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. There was All meetings right. today. Oh, okay. And the director told me it looks good. Okay. So like, okay. Fingers keep crossed. Us, keep us updated. Like, fingers I just crossed. want to be a comic book character. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, can I'm you, happy now. Can you give us any very vague, like, uh, like only like the str- biggest, biggest nerds would get it? Like the, the smallest morsel. So it's of a, just a hint. A, a project that I did. Mm-hmm. They're in talks with a comic book company about getting their series turned into a comic book for this like well-known comic book company. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So my character that I've already performed, it's something you've done in the I've past. I've already done. Oh. The Would you say it's a very marvelous project <laughs> or, or is it a very, does it take a lot of decisions? Neither. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Neither. 
would you say it has a certain image to it or <laughs> or are you going to just ride in on a dark horse <laughs> <laughs> would you say it's got an archy feel to it no, okay. <laughs> just keep going <laughs> but it gets worse the, they're like not as subtle as yeah, you right, right. Not subtle would you say there's a cat named Garfield in it <laughs> are you a mutant ninja are you a woman of wonder oh goodness michael what's been going on with you this last week yeah so um currently i am two weeks into my run of uh 19 years later where i'm playing ron weasley um ron weasley ron weasley and it's been going well about wait wait wait, where it's at the studio stage theater in hollywood and thursday friday saturday sunday for my final shows final shows final shows for that but then um this past week that's so cool Right, but like I'm also staying in the world of, of Harry, Harry Potter, Potter because I'm playing Vincent Crab okay. in a show called Crab and Goyle Are Dead. Oh my god! So I had a fantastic rehearsal for that last night, and I'm finally starting to be able to work on lines, trying to get off book for that since my mind is finally starting to create room. It knows one show is about to close, so yes. my brain's like. We can memorize oh. more. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I go from in the death room to like another film, and I'm like, I can't even think about that yet. No, I no. can't at all. Exactly. Like, like I need to know. That- my brain's very compartmentalized. Yeah, like, I can do this task, and like I can write the list out, but I'm like one at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's how I've been with both of these shows. But now that 19 years is almost going to be closed here soon, mm-hmm. my mind and I feel just feel more relaxed to start focusing more on the next project. But then on Monday night, uh, me and, uh, you know, for previous guest, Mike Tobias, mm-hmm. uh, we went and saw a night I know of, Mike. Oh, you know Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I Mike. know yeah. Mike. Oh, of course. You, <laughs> everyone knows I mean, Mike. She shot with Eric multiple times. This is true. This yeah. is true. So uh, we went to the Geffen Playhouse and saw a show called Everyday Heroes. It was a free show all about veterans and them performing uh, written pieces about their experiences in the service and it was men it was women just you know all these varied stories about their experience serving in the military there were you know people who had worked in intelligence people who had worked as you know more of just like in a secretary manner for the navy to people who worked in combat and colonels and it was just so inspiring and just so i don't know i i come from a military background, mm-hmm. which we might go into in a little bit. And so speaking of military background, my <laughs> well, but for me, it's just, I've noticed in Los Angeles, I mean, I come from, I used to live on an air force base. So the military was very present. Mm-hmm. Whereas here in LA there, that's such a big city. I know there's more Navy down here because we're close to San Diego right. and, um, for the Marines camp Pendleton, but in Los Angeles proper, you don't really see much talk of veterans. And so mm-hmm. for me, it was just a nice evening to just, give you know give that give them that voice and give right. them that stage to be heard and yeah and, and and it was a free night of theater and it was all written directed and performed by veterans Fantastic. Wow. yeah nice so really fun Very what cool, about man. you man you i heard you shot a scene uh yeah i shot a small something? scene this last week it took like two minutes it was no big no it's kidding uh i'm i'm kind of on the other side i just finished filming um a short film uh that i've been talking about uh, several times on this podcast we finished the filming finally um, it was, we were shot pretty much from 3 PM to 3 AM every morning, uh, or Saturday and Sunday. And on sun- Monday morning, I was there until about 5 AM cleaning up and all that fun stuff. Uh, but it was fantastic. Like you want to talk about just a moment of like watching a monitor and like seeing words that you 
wrote or how, you know, some words that, you know, dialogue I helped write and this full story that you, that you wrote in a, in a bedroom like <laughs> seven months ago, not, and literally with no idea, like just thinking it's going to be me, a friend of mine and maybe an actress and like one person holding a camera but now you you're guys sitting raised like 10k for it. Yeah, we we uh, our executive producer put together 10k for it which and is it was fantastic. like fantastic like for was, a short film like yeah. you should be able to make and most short films for like 10k. Oh no, like, we you know, we had a full like a crew and it, yeah. I saw the photos on Instagram and I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, we had a I mean it was a professional set. We had 80% women on the crew, which was amazing. We had a fantastic female director named Catherine Black, a wonderful female DP. Our first AD was female. I mean, just it was just it was so amazing. And everybody was just so good at their jobs. And it was just one of those things where like for me, I'm just like, I'm just standing back and letting them do their thing if they need me. Mm-hmm. They, but it's like they did it like they were so on it. And so it, it was like they I mean, it was like we had filmed some been filming this for a month. And everybody was just together. Yeah, was, which you have like, to be uh, also to film a short film yeah. in two days. Like people don't realize like a page is a minute mm-hmm. of screen time. So mm-hmm. then how many times you have to like record that mm-hmm. like over and over and then you have to get all the different angles, angles and yeah. then you have to reset Establishing for like shots, set up thing. shots. Yep. Like, okay, now we want them to be like in the kitchen. Now we want them to be in the living room. You've got to mm-hmm. change everything, the lighting and the people don't realize how much time all of that takes. No, absolutely. Well, or if the actor says a line in a different way mm-hmm. in different takes, it's like, wait, we need to go back because it's not fitting yeah. continuity. Exactly. Yeah. Like they pick their glass up one time and then they brush their hair the other time. And you're like, oh. yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it, not- back to one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it was a, it was a great just educational experience for me just being on, a professional set again it had been a while especially in this capacity just trying to as a writer of the the, the project and not an actor because that's really the only times i've ever been on set has been as an actor and not as a writer or producer oh, yeah? and so this was my kind of first time being there just to engage watch and help and so which was great and i enjoyed it it was just a different experience something that i learned kind of how that works and 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 you know it it was. It's a fantastic story, and it's very kind of uh, similar to you know, Michael talking about you know the veterans having kind of a voice, and this is in a, in a way uh, uh, not. It's similar in the sense of something that's not talked about a lot, and uh, the 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 topic is usually people feel kind of ashamed or they don't want to talk about it, and so bringing that to light and giving that a story and giving that a voice has been really exciting for us and the other producers, Pilar Holland and uh, Katina Niku. And I'll also say for longtime listeners, they'll remember that you came up with this idea because, you know, we had been talking, you you felt like you were in mm-hmm. this like rut. Yeah. And I was just like, just write something. Yeah, you were just like, yeah, you just, just write. Just And somebody asked me on set, like, how did this come about? And I said, I was like, I was kind of bored. I, I was tired of looking for jobs that day. And uh, I was like, my friend Michael just said, like, have you written anything? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, just write something. And so I wrote. So you this, never know. So what like can I just happen. wrote a random yeah. script. And again, when I was writing it, I was like, "Oh, we may film this," and it'd be like me and two other people, and it would be very small, and just we do it real quick in a day or something. And it just turned into so much bigger than I expected. And now we're looking at festivals and Sundance and yeah. all this other stuff. But I think it's important, like especially in Los Angeles, right? For an actor, it's important to keep on acting, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you can't just wait for a project to come in 
in your lap. You just have to keep going, whether it's theater or, you know, producing your own film. And for mm-hmm. a writer, it's important to just keep writing. Yeah. Or, and then to, for as a producer, keep on producing, mm-hmm. like just keep on and, going. And, and I would say also on top of that, don't be afraid to share the stuff you wrote. Mm-hmm. Because I, I literally met the Even two producers. Even with other actors. Oh, no, absolutely. And you I, know, read it out loud. That's the one thing I feel like is huge when you get sides sometimes mm-hmm. you read them and you're like has anybody ever said these words out loud because if they did they would immediately go like wait let me just switch these around that mm-hmm. would make more sense or, right. or people don't actually speak like this yes in, in like real life. so how not, do we break it uh, up exactly yeah, biggest frustration yeah so like <laughs> and i feel like as an actor you know you'll get people that say that to them oh just like, keep doing stuff and you're like but what does that mean how how do I translate this into something mm-hmm. like actually useful? But like you're saying, you can do theater, like you can um, get like a play and just read it with your friends. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. write something, share you can it take with class. them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking class, you know, like there are so many options. And for me, that's part of why I turned to social media and mm-hmm. became a content creator. Cause I was like, it doesn't have to be exactly like scripted stuff, but like I can still create and be a creator mm-hmm. and then you know and help tell a story exactly yeah. you're still getting your your juices flowing your creativity and your positive energy out there to bring other positive things to you yeah. speaking of bringing positive <laughs> things to us michael lutheran <laughs> Uh, you are of transition. You, you brought your positive vibes from Vacaville, California. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, where is in that? the Bay Area. It, it yeah, it's up, uh, near Sacramento. Okay, yeah, cool. Sacramento. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, you've talked before about how you grew up on, on, on military bases and you kind of traveled around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going even simpler, kind of even more detailed, like what was your family dynamic growing up and kind of where did theater and kind of film and things fit in with in your life as a kid sure because i don't know your backstory i mean i know he's your best friend and everything (laughs) (laughs) this is true i should i should should make a list of episodes like go check this episode out he talks about the military part go check this out he talks about moving to to minute 17 this is in anime there's a lot of shonen animes that have filler Mm -hmm. and you can find where people will create like the episode 26 to 27 is canon but then 29 from 1005 to 1213 that's canon all the rest like you're like <laughs> we're like whoa i'm like, like thank you in episode 20 yeah. he talks about military in this episode he talks about moving to la yeah <laughs> just buy that together yeah um so so for me uh I was born in England, actually. So my mom is English and my dad. Oh, that's why you're so good at being Ron. <laughs> yes, I am a natural Weasley. It's yes. so it's so true. Um, and my dad was uh, U.S. Air Force and he was stationed in England. And when I was born, I was in England. And so that's important in that the type of content that I grew up watching. I grew up watching Blackadder, uh, Faulty Towers, Monty Python, um, Mr. Bean was a big one. Oh, yeah, the yeah, comedy yeah. Uh, skills of Rowan Atkinson as a, as a child just like captivated me. And that was actually one of my first stage performances. I did a skit of Mr. Bean with my brother in That's a talent amazing. show. Um, but just like the, the focus on like physical comedy was something that I was really drawn, driven, to. drawn to. And then on my dad's side, watching things like Three Stooges was a big influence as well. And so just from very early on, I have two older brothers and my brother Dave especially was more of the kind of like, hey, let's let's get out. Let's go do something. We're watching a movie or something. Let's go. Let's recreate that movie right. or characters. And so uh, whether it was Davy Crockett, you know, we always had a dress up box. And so I guess I was acting before I knew what acting was. Mm. 
but then I remember seeing a movie, the um, Mrs. Doubtfire, and being introduced to Robin Williams in that way of like, you can actually become someone else and everyone can believe you. Mm-hmm. And that movie just completely woke me up. I, I, was, I wanted to do that. I didn't know what that was, but I, that's what I wanted to do. And so after Mrs. Doubtfire, funny enough, like I would, you know, dress up like Mrs. Doubtfire around the house and mm-hmm. going around. But then, uh, you know, with two older brothers, I was also following their lead. Like I was doing baseball, I was doing Cub Scouts, but I think my parents recognized I was a little different, that, that I wasn't really happy doing those things. And so finally, when I was about nine or 10, uh, the local community college was doing a youth theater production of Into the Woods. Mm. And my mom volunteered me for that. I got cast as a tree and it's been theater going ever since. Yeah. <laughs> How does one fantastic. act as a tree? Really, um, you know, pointed our movements. Dr. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was the original Groot. Yeah. You were the Groot. <laughs> you know, me and Marvel, we had discussions, but. <laughs> right. You know. But you were, you were Snoot. I was Snoot. <laughs> <laughs> I am Snoot. I am Snoot. Um, <laughs> But I'm, it was just, I think from very early on, I've just always loved being in a room by myself, just playing pretend. What, what is it in that moment, um, being in a room by yourself, pretending to be Mrs. Doubtfire or uh, <laughs> a tree? <laughs> or, or a Jedi's. Super, or, or a Jedi or a <laughs> superhero yeah. or, or Davy Crockett. Or the Count of Monte Cristo. What, what is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, listen, smarty pants. <laughs> uh, you know, in that moment, what what is the feeling you get that that keeps you in it? Like, can you describe that feeling? It's electricity. It's thinking back when I was a kid. It's just like you kind of feel like you're flying. Mm-hmm. You're in this plane that no one else can see, and you're and you're just free. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you might see me running up and down a staircase, but in my mind, I'm running down the barracks of a castle mm-hmm. or something. You know the the importance of film and and stories and things like that is that it gives kids, especially a a window to explore something else. And so um, being around to watch uh, Phantom Menace and the, the, the prequels while, you know, some may have quarrels with them for me, it was just like, Oh, Whoa, there's this whole new world of the star Wars that I didn't know about. And so, you know, I just started creating my own mythos and my own ideas of what Star Wars could be. And there's uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, so. Oh, yeah, and Qui-Gon Jinn, <laughs> which know. is, I mean, like, he's a Jedi with a very particular set of skills, so yes. you don't want to make him angry. You don't. <laughs> Anakin, you're going to be taken. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the Star Wars movie we need. He kidnapped him he from did. a planet. <laughs> he was the one that took him. Yeah, and he was like, I got skills, don't come after me. We unlocked it, guys. Yeah, we we figured this out. That was just the prequel to he yes. was Qui-Gon Jinn became Brian Mills. Yeah. Yes. He was like, <laughs> yeah. after he had his own kid, he was like, oh man. Yeah. I mean, after Darth Maul stabbed him, you know, like he went yeah. real dark. Well, no, you didn't know what happened after he fell in that hole. He could have gone through a wormhole. I mean, Darth Maul hole. survives. Nah. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. You know, sure. there's yeah. cybernetics and robotics and technology <laughs> and the force. Who knows? If Leia can survive. The force? I'm just saying words that because yeah. I don't know a lot of details about this. Stuff. <laughs> really? I mean, I know the basic general stuff. The force. So I, I think I think I, I agree. I think there is something about um, feeling. I don't want to say like bigger or better, but feeling this sense of being something more than what you are in a moment. 
Yeah. And and like you said, running down the steps of a castle or for me, it was pretending to be Superman and, and dressed in a, 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 some, a suit, quote unquote, <laughs> and like asking my mom if she needed any help and then running off and coming back as Superman. Sure. <laughs> but there, there's something about that where it's just this innocent fun. Yeah. And I think even if you're doing something, you know, serious and something deep and there's this there is something about it that just makes you just float and makes you just rise and just go like i'm i'm doing something that so many other people just don't have the opportunity it's, it's, to do it's playing in the world of dreams and that's what i love about acting is that i you can be anything you can be a jedi you can be anything and i think it's that 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 sense of purpose is kind of like mm. You know, the idea that I can be a part of something much bigger. Um, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful way to put so, it. So kind of going with everybody here, what were some of everybody's inspirations? I mean, obviously you mentioned my uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, and, and Robin Mr. Williams Bean. and Rowan Atkinson were yeah. two really big ones for me in the in the beginning. Is there is there one that was kind of for both of you guys? Was there somebody that you saw that was like that changed what you thought acting could be like a performance or a moment where you're just like, oh my gosh, that just completely elevated the whole thing for me and like gave you something to strive for. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, his name again, Robin yeah. Williams. I mean, in, in every, I, I think I can look back at certain films that I saw in my life and mm -hmm. I can just remember like my mind being blown. Like the idea of being introduced to Robin Williams as the genie and then seeing him as Peter Pan and the fact that he was able to be as joyful as what he was in that film and made me believe that he, a boy could fly and mm -hmm. that you could always tap back into your imagination. You're never too old to be a kid again, to Mrs. Doubtfire and then Goodwill Hunting, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm much older. And then seeing this clown that I loved show me a new side of humanity that I didn't think that he could do and then even a film like death to smoochie mm -hmm. which is like him going into the darkest dark of comedies mm -hmm. and but like and showing us a side of pain mm -hmm. and comedy at the same time it was for me it like looking on his work has always been something that's just blown me away yeah. how about you Lennox? is there anybody or an actor or an actress that kind of like impacted you or a role that you've always like that movie or that film kind of always hit me well the thing that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. about like your inspiration. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when I was four years old, my mom took me to my first play and we saw Beauty and the Beast. Mm. And I just remember sitting there and watching them all like sing and dance around the stage and this whole thing. And just the feeling that I got watching them perform for this audience. And we left the theater and we went outside and I was just like, Mommy, that's what I want to do. And she's like, oh, that's cute. Like, you want to be Belle? And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to be, I want to be on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? That's I what I was saying. She would have been like, oh. No. <laughs> I was like, like oh, no. Dear. I want to be on stage. I want to do what they're doing. I want to sing and I want to dance and I want to act. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, and then mm. she took me to see Cats and I would come home and I, I had the DVD and I would learn all the dance routines from Cats, you know, and all the songs. And I would like, <laughs> I do love that them. you just now did a small <laughs> dance routine in the couch while you were. And, um, you know, then as like eight, nine and whatnot, I had all these costumes because I love like Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and all and all these fantasy stuff. And I would bring my friends over and I would dress them all up and I would write a story mm -hmm. and I would cast everybody and give them their lines. And um, then I would make tickets for it. And then when the parents would come back, I'd be like, okay, 
we've got a show to perform. We have tickets. It's $5 a ticket. Yeah. And they were like, oh. And I was like, like real money. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> you want to see your kid perform? Give, Give me up. money. Give me <laughs> money. And they were like, oh, okay. And so I would sell the tickets. We'd all get down. You know, I would then be in it as well. And so for me, it was always like creating a whole world like being immersed in that world, like Lord mm. of the Rings definitely was yeah, like the thing that changed it for me. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I would watch Arwen and I'm like, I want to be an elf. And I was <laughs> always dressed up as an elf. And I, the thing that drives me is like to be like Angelina Jolie and be Lara Croft mm-hmm. or to be like Black Widow, mm-hmm. to be any of these like Arwen, mm-hmm. you know, and to tap into that fantasy character and become something that you can't like find in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I remember, I think for me, Robin Williams, I mean, what dreams may come. Oh, that's that another. movie impacted me really yeah. big when I was a kid. But I think the biggest for me is Tom Hanks. Um, of course. Mm-hmm. Just cause like just seeing the multiple roles he did when I was a kid. And like, I, I think the one that impacted me most, cause you, when, I remember like, I think Forrest Gump was like the first one I remember. Yeah. Like, recognizing and watching and like seeing and it's this kind of comedy with heart in a lot of ways and I, I probably some call it more drama but there's i think it's more comedy um but seeing that and then i think like a year later renting philadelphia oh wow and like watching you're that, like oh this is and like this is way like nothing i didn't go in obviously <laughs> that was a comedy but <laughs> like just the impact that had and just seeing him and his work in that just like that i want to do that like i want to i i and i think it's for me it's always been like and even i I remember even as a kid like when i remember one time my elementary school uh or i may have been my old elementary school at the time i may be in junior high i was at my old elementary school and i was helping them set up for their like fall festival and someone was like oh i was like oh where's the haunted house gonna be and they're like oh we don't have a haunted house this year we just nobody was willing to put it together and i was like that's bs like we're putting it together (laughs) And like I got like four kids with me, mm-hmm. and we just planned the whole thing. My mom took us to like Party City, and we bought a ton of stuff, and we basically made in like three hours a haunted house. And we we planned it, we planned how it worked. I and so the whole idea was we'd make it somewhat different each time. And I was kind of the guide to the haunted house, but I I loved it because the reaction it gave people, mm. like seeing something that I helped create scare people. Mm-hmm there was something about that just so invigorating and it was like in, in past that just like going and seeing Philadelphia or Forrest Gump and seeing how people reacted to these moments. Like in the theater and, what? and sure. these mo- See, that's why I love an audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's- was, I think it was a hard transition to mainly doing like film. I was like, Oh, this is weird because yeah. it's like, you're, you're it's, used you're to giving everything to mm-hmm. the audience rather than like internalizing everything for the audience. And I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. Have, have you guys ever had uh, when you've done a theater, a theatrical show? Um, has there been like on while you're on stage or afterwards, and I'm and not in the sense of like, oh, you're you're you were so good or your performance was so great, but has someone said something or you heard something in the audience that just kind of like validated that, like you you were you were hitting someone, someone was mm-hmm. feeling that what that moment or that character you know, something they told you afterwards. And again, not like, oh, you were so good, but like something specific they said during or after that, you're like, that just got you. 
Yeah. Um, you had mentioned Met Again. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a show I did at the Hollywood Fringe last year. And it essentially tells a story of a couple's history together from when they meet to death, essentially. And my character, it where it hits you is that the, my, the woman I, I'm in love with, we're going great. Everything, we finally hit that nice routine. And then she just dies. And there's no explanation as to why or what happened or anything and so you have to follow my character live on the rest of his life oh like you just the audience doesn't know why no and no do they ever know why no that's terrible it's it's what what (laughs) what horror is this Uh, it it was so (laughs) i'm just gonna be sitting and thinking about this for the rest of my life now like i I watched this movie (laughs) i watched this and it was like wait what (laughs) yeah wait what's happening and and what's nice about it nice is (laughs) <laughs> word. what's the best thing about this part but it, it's so generally specific in a way right like you don't need to really know why you just need to know that they're no longer there well and, it's like and, the walking dead you know we don't need to know how the zombies were created exactly it's the whole point you, of and, and it no allows the audience apocalypse. to have use their imagination but yeah. then i a, a good a friend of mine uh came up to me after the show um and he told me he's like michael i don't think i've ever told you this but i am a widower mm. and what you just did and how you portrayed it and the way that the story was written really hits home to how I feel and how I deal with that. Mm-hmm. And it, th- and that hit me. It was, you know. Yeah. My whole body just has chills. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't imagine when, this. When you hit, Cause you know, like I'm playing a wizard right now. There's not too many people who can go and say like, that was my experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life if experience. If they come up to you and say that, be concerned. Yes. <laughs> Daniel raises his hand. But um for for my friend when he told me that and everything it it just brought me to a whole new yeah. level of I would like just cry. the the power that <laughs> I'm about to cry right now. I know. I'm like, like I'm like oh my god like the ma- that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But it's, and also just thinking about the whole thing. I'm like, second, yeah. yeah. But it, it also just like gave me the sense of responsibility of yeah. like, you know, it's not only am I trying to do the best performance I can, but I need to make sure that I'm playing it so that someone like you yeah. don't feel like it's, you're being made fun of. It's a reminder that, that this moment, this situation is real. Yeah. Like people have yeah. gone through this. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's great as an actor. You can like with the vets and with this role, you know, with your project, mm-hmm. you can bring awareness to things. And I think maybe sometimes people forget that, that like, mm-hmm. I think audience and actors can forget that. Like, this is more than just about like, oh, I get to play pretend. Mm-hmm. Like there is a purpose to everything in life. Well, and you're you're there to help empower people, bring awareness to something and just like better humanity. Yeah, well, we, we like to say we <laughs> like to play pretend, but in many aspects, acting is playing truth. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's playing the truth my, of the moment my, in yes. imaginary Michael circumstances. Luther. Huh? Yeah. Michael Luther. But that's what it is. And that's what, so even for me, like with fantasy shows, Mm -hmm. you know, they build a lore, they build a world and that is that character's truth. Mm -hmm. And it, it drives me crazy when I see a fantasy show that will break all of its rules and everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't care what the rules of your world are. Mm -hmm. Sure. But like, just stick with them, stick with them and have your characters make choices or have their powers and everything scale equivalently to what would be like. So is there a performance for you, Linux, that, has that you've had someone come up to you or, or or you've heard something maybe in the audience during it that kind of gave this like 
validation of like I'm doing something right or I, I'm impacting someone. Yeah, in high school, I um I was a part of this touring company that it was kind of like an SNL for teens. Mm. Oh, cool! It was really fun and. It was hard to pick, like, because you had to pick a department, whether you wanted to be, like, in the band, be one of the actors, mm-hmm. or one of the dancers. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, it was a cast of, like, 100 people or whatever. So I was like, there aren't as many dancers. I'll just, I'll go into dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pick something. And then, like, my second year, I ended up taking over the dance team as the choreographer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're our own department. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make it, like, each routine's gonna have like a whole story. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be like acting pieces before. Like it's w- this is gonna be a whole show. And then they quickly realize like, oh wow. So I try mm-hmm. to theme it like every month to something very meaningful or like hitting a topic or something that teens dealt with and really try to interpret that through like the song and through dance and everything. So there was definitely like after almost every show, we'd get someone on our team that would come up and be like, that really spoke to me. You know, I'm going mm-hmm. through this thing at home or blah, blah, blah. Like, thank you for that. And so that always was so gratifying to me to try to create something to help people and then them being brave enough to like say something about it. Cause sure. then you can open up the the topic and the discussion and like, mm-hmm. you know, try to yeah. help them. I, I think, I, I think I've both of mine are in high school and I, I have one short one. That's just funny. And another one that kind of hit me, but like, when I was playing uh, Big Daddy and Kenahat and Roof, I always played the angry old man. And <laughs> I wonder why. And I, we couldn't have facial hair, so they'd always have to like have fake beards on me and stuff. Um, and just look at you now. You're like, yeah, I'm going to keep like, this. Uh, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Mesquite poteet. Um, but uh, there's a point in the show where Big Daddy is impacted by something happens, and you get somebody who calls everybody liars. He's liars, liars, all oh, you lie. And he, just, this mo- and he just screams, and then he just kind of like walks off to his death pretty much. And... Um, and I did that moment and just in the darkness of the theater, you hear, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it took everything in me just like, like to just yeah. stay Oh, well, that's the hard thing when you're like, on stage and like, somebody says something funny. Oh, you're dang. like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. damn. You're like, stay in character. Um, stay in character. And, and the, other, the other more longer moment was uh, I was in uh, Diary of Van Frank again playing. Uh, I was playing uh, the other family that's in the uh, Van Dams. Mm-hmm. I was playing the, the dad in that. and um, Angry old man. Angry old man. And uh, there's a scene where he gets caught stealing bread or eating bread. And there's a whole back and forth about, well, should we get him? You know, is this wrong? And all this other stuff. And um, at the end of the, after we were done, I was out in the hallway. And these two uh, girls came up to me and were like, oh my God, we were so fighting about this moment because like, I felt really bad for you, but my friend was like, well, he was stealing bread. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, like yeah. I basically started this argument between two friends about which is right uh, in this that's moment. Amazing. And so that, that, that always, like always hit me like, all right, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. what Thanos has done to all of us. Yeah. Right? Like, but the universe might've all died. Yeah. He's not wrong. But I, I will say also, like, some of my favorite audiences to perform in front of, though, are kids. So, mm-hmm. like, when I was a teenager, the first time I ever got paid to act was doing storybook theater. Mm-hmm. And so I re- I've played Baloo and Jungle Book. I have played all three hyenas and Lion King. But, like, after the show, we would always go out in character. And seeing that was always mm-hmm. my favorite part. Because the kids look at you and they believe it. I played oh. t- I played Tin Man and uh, yeah and Alice Wonderland and uh, Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz and the same thing. We went out in costume and like just seeing the kids' faces yes. was always just um, fantastic. It's, and, no. and 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 it and that's the joy of like the purest joy you can yeah. have. I feel like as an actor is like when the kids are just so 
like mm-hmm. taken aback because they're they in that moment are in their own imagination. They are. And so like me signing as Baloo yes. and stuff like was just the the most fun. I and, did this on accident by once. Yeah. <laughs> um being a cosplayer and, and being able to make things for my daughter's third birthday. Like uh-huh. she really liked Tinkerbell. So I made a full Tinkerbell cosplay and the wings and everything to wear to her birthday party. We had a little birthday party at the park, <laughs> the public park. Oh, <laughs> I oh, didn't wow. think about this. Oh, and I'm like trying to play with her on the playground. And then kids are coming they're like, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. I'm like, oh, hello, children. <laughs> and then they're like, can you show me how you fly? And I'm like, oh, I flew all the way here and my wings are so tired. So I'm going to take a break for a Call bit. Okay? Tinkerbell's <laughs> assistant. We'll set up a meeting. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, and they kept talking to me. And I have to, oh. you know, I don't want to yeah. break their. Yeah. You don't want to break their sense of their whole yeah. illusion yeah. that I'm Tinkerbell. So I was just like, yep, I am. Like I mentioned before, Michael, we've talked a little bit about your, your past. Uh, you know, you moved here with jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. You got the call about the job that you've kind of grown at, at the doctor's office. To yeah. File stuff uh, because they were putting everything digitally and you had to go into the room and that's where you found Inside Acting Podcast. I'm just yes. getting a little thing so we can move yeah, forward. And totally. Um, so moving here, mm-hmm. um, how since moving here again, seven years, uh, t- two months, 10 days, something like that. 11 days. 11 days. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah, yesterday was 10 days. Today's 11 days. Yep. Um, how have you, how do you feel you've evolved as an actor uh, and, and how, how much has LA itself been a part of that? So much. Um, gosh, it's so weird to think about seven years and the, the changes that has come and gone. I would say before moving to LA, I w- one of my actor professors in college kind of described my acting as I had the added plus that extra bit of energy that suggests that you're performing. Um, I think it was just like my excitement of just, Oh wow, I'm acting. Here we go. Um, and being in LA has really taught me to be more grounded. Um, it's really taught me to, I can relate to this, Yeah, but it's also like theater because you're used to it. And, uh, energy from them and you're you're giving everything you have to them yes and then when you move to LA they're like no don't give us all of that Can yeah we don't need like, it yeah we're just like so tight on you we just we're supposed to see your eyes dance yeah a little bit as mm-hmm. you think about it and you're like oh okay yeah <laughs> oh eyes dance oh gotcha but you don't want me to dance just to clarify no yes. okay gotcha. just yes. the eyes no more you're no like do you want a song as well just tell me <laughs> in your eyes just sing it in your eyes what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, um, it's very jarring. At first. It is. It is. Um, but it's, it's also just kind of really taught me to just really value the day to day life as well, because we're not acting every day. You know, we're not in the projects that we would love to be in. And so um, you ask like how much of LA has been a part of that. And it's, it's everything to do with that. I feel like um, it's, this city has taught me to grow up real quick in a way. Um, even when I was in college, I would say like I had kind of like a naivete approach to things, but like moving to LA and you know, when you got to work real hard to make that extremely high rent and you know, it's you, you grow up real quick, but also, um, living with jazz as well as my friends, Ulysses and Heidi within those first couple of years, it, you really get a strong sense of friendship and how much you need to rely on that. Um, and then those are your people because those are your people. This it's crazy out there. 
we got to like have a solid base here. We have to have a solid base <laughs> that we can afford. Um, yeah. But then also understanding when people need to go off and do their own thing. Um, that was a big thing for me to learn as well. Is like when you're, you're all here and you all went to college together, but then when everyone wants to start going on their own separate paths and starting to learn to branch out and to learn to adapt and just learning about Los Angeles. I, I don't know, Lennox, how long you lived or were, are you originally from LA or? No, I'm um, from Georgia and mm-hmm. I moved here when I was 18. Oh, wow. So I've been here for eight years. Ah, oh, just a yeah. few, few more months over me. Six, seven, eight. There we go. <laughs> Yay. I'm six, by the way. Well, I, I forget this I is not a visual podcast. Well, it's not a visual oh, podcast. Oh, and so true. I have to remind people I'm pointing at myself. <laughs> Uh, the points help. I was like, I mean, I saw the points. <laughs> You're like, no, no, the I, I understood what that meant. I know what a point is. Um, so for, for both of you guys, for Lennox and, and for Michael, um, you know, what, what, what is as, as simple as it can be, like, what is the challenge of pursuing an acting career in LA? I mean, obviously there's a thousand other actors and so there, there's numbers, but like for you guys, what has been like the hard parts for you? Lennox, do you want to take that one first? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's a lot. Okay. So like when I, before moving here, Mm -hmm. I would do theater and like sing and dance, do all these like live performances. And I had my hair like crazy colors and I would dress my own way. And, you know, it's like you move here and immediately they're like, no, you need to be a blank canvas. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. So just be like the most plain version of me. And then they're like, now you're not interesting. And like, especially being like 18, you go through, you're trying to like find who you are as a person. And this whole city and industry is telling you what to be as well. Yes. And Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm so confused. Like, can I just perform? Like, no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think finding yourself being true to you, because like how you were saying how your mom's from England, but your dad's from, uh, he's American. Mm-hmm. You bring a unique perspective of both cultures and the things that you were raised with viewing, and that's what makes you unique. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like people in entertainment, they just want everyone to be like the same. But at the same time, they want you to be unique. So it's hard to um, fight against that. And once you can and you can show them your uniqueness is when they're like, oh, we want you. Come here. Yeah. And once you're able to hard. grasp that voice. Exactly. Yeah. Once you figure out who you are and what makes you unique and special, then they're like, well, this is the thing we wanted. And you're like, like, it's all very confusing until mm-hmm. you can just do that. So I think being confident in yourself, putting yourself out there. I mean, networking is huge because mm-hmm. you go to things, you meet people and like, not in a sleazy way, but in a general way, you like go to something, you're like, oh, I really actually like you. Oh, we have sim- similar interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a writer, I'm an actor. What if we just like made something together? Yeah, and absolutely. then you're like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed working with you. Let's do it again. <laughs> and people sometimes go around the wrong approaches, like trying to be something that they think the industry wants mm-hmm. or trying to just like use people to get what they want rather than just being a genuine right. person. Yeah. Just be genuinely you and just enjoy performing. And also think of it as business because mm-hmm. people think all emotional and everything. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit here and like, they don't come with me. Like, no, you have to be, it's a business. Get out there, do the business things, but be you and be genuine. Yeah. I, that's, that's yes, 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 yes. <laughs> times a thousand. Um, 
for me, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that and maybe go also in a different area. It's learning to be you and knowing that that's enough. Yeah. And, and that's, but, what but, I, that's what I think is what you, what I was trying to say. Yeah. Well, but I, but I also <laughs> think in also just a sense of living your life that it took me a long time and it still takes me some time to learn to accept that you aren't just an actor. You are not just an industry person, you're, but you are just yourself. You yeah, are you're your, just a person. You are a person that you're, you're here and you want to be happy and you want to live a full life. And so that for me has been one of the challenges is the doubt. That's the biggest thing I would say. That's a, if you're thinking of be moving to this town, ask yourself, can you think of doing this career and ask every day, am I doing, should I be doing this? Yeah. Cause my mom am I, am I enough? Yeah. When I was like 15, she was like, all right, so you still, you know, every few years she'd be like, so you still want to be a performer? So yes. this, uh, acting thing? Yeah, because I mean, I, I know I took you yeah. to cats, but for real. But like um, since since four, she was like, okay, she would put me in all kinds of dance acting, whatever classes I wanted, and every few years, be like, you you could just do like community theater if you want, like I'm, you can do whatever you want. I'm just like telling I'm just you. Say, I'm yeah. saying, I'm not saying you don't, you can't, but I'm just saying money. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's what she was like. Do you want to be a performer to be like a celebrity and for the money, mm-hmm. or do you want to do it because you love it yeah. and you can't imagine doing anything else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I have to perform. Yeah. And if I can just, you know, make like a decent living and still be able to perform, that's better for me than Amen. not then, performing. Than, than never yeah. having tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and I think that's the thing, right? Like think about it. Why, why do you love this? Yeah. And people I, and, that and, say they could do other things, I'm like, go do them. Yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> ex- explore it. Like, no, this is always, what's beautiful about acting is that it's always here. And there's no limitations on when you can be in it, when you can or cannot be on yeah. stage. You're always welcome. And I also love how, even with modeling now, you mm-hmm. go to Target, you go to Max, Sephora, a lot of the ads now have women that are like 50, 60, mm-hmm. men that are much older. And it's just great because it's like, that's people, that's life. Yeah, it doesn't stop at like from like 20 to 30 is the only time we can use people. Yeah. And 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 so like, I, I'd say that's, definitely one of the biggest obstacles is is that question is that doubt and it's learning that adjustment of not living in the state of am i acting am i acting am i acting but just rather living and shifting your perspective to just being here and enjoying your life and trying to do the things that you love and focus on that if you can focus put your energy towards the things that you love doing rather than what you don't have rather than what you don't have i think you'll find yourself happier and doing the things that you moved down to mm-hmm. the city to do. Because then you're bringing good energy and then mm-hmm. other people want to collaborate with you. Mm-hmm. Casting groups like, oh, okay, I could send them to my set and like not be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, I, and I would also say like, just for my own individual experience, I'm, I, I would be remiss to describe my life in Los Angeles without talking about my fiance, Anna Karen. Because mm-hmm. I met her in the first year that I, mo- I moved down here. How and long have you guys been together? Six years. Okay, so you guys met and were yeah. like, we're done. Yeah, well, I mean, her not at first. She was just <laughs> like, this guy, man, I just don't know. But we're... She tried to get away several times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, right? that's kind of how it happens. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know? And, and now, I can relate to that. Yeah. I was like, I can't keep hanging around you because like, 
I'm, I'm probably never going to leave if I stay too long. Yes. And you try to run away and then you're like, okay, actually I like it here. Uh, never mind. But, <laughs> but um, I think I've re- I recently heard this. That's Los heard- Angeles, man. That's, just, that's Los Angeles in general. It's like, I hate you yeah. so much. Leave me alone. I hate your traffic. I hate some of the people here. <laughs> like, okay, I can't but do it without you. at the same you. time, like, I don't want to leave, man. Yeah. But, I love it. But see, for me, like, Anna Karen showed me that side of Los Angeles. She showed me what this town was other than just a place where film is made, where TV is made. Mm-hmm. Like, she showed me the culture and the places that you can go to just watch this city happen. Is she from here? She is from here. Mm. And we're getting married in downtown Los Angeles oh, in October. And Congratulations. Yay. Yeah. Well, and and for me, it's just like, I, I recently heard on another uh, acting podcast of like the importance of just getting your foundation. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when your home base is just solid, mm-hmm. that gives you in, in a sense more freedom to pursue the things that you want to do in terms of acting or producing or things yeah. like that. Right. And so um, it's just, I would just describe like my, my life here as an actor has only been colored by like being with her. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's been many times where I haven't booked projects and she was the guiding hand to be like, no, you're good. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to have uh, that support, mm-hmm. which is something that I've found like having a partner that's like, no, you got this. Oh, like, what are you talking about? Like, you can do anything. Like, yeah. go and do that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can do anything. That's right. Yeah, and 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 you d- use the best word. It's a partner. And 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 I would say, like, you know, to people, like, you know, not everyone is going to find the quote unquote the one. You know, like when they move down to this town. But if you can find a partner, it could be a best friend. You know, it can be a group of friends. It could be yeah. a theater group. It you know, you need to find those people. Doesn't have to be a people. love interest. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a love interest. But like, you need to find that that person or that and you're group not gonna find that's it going in to everyone yeah because um I, I you know i definitely had like one of my girlfriends actor you know she's just such a we're still friends today like such a solid person that we also share the same birthday so explains a lot um <laughs> but we can always call each other and be like oh this thing happened this thing sucks and then you're just like yeah you know what, man but like keep going what about you daniel what would you say uh i mean because you, you i because your perspective is just like, I just remember from the time that we met to yeah. now, like, you know, you were in such a different place than when I met you. Yeah. I, so I, much I, has I, happened. It has. No, I moved here to you know, pursue acting and writing. Writing was kind of my main focus, but I was like, I'll do some acting on the side. And so I did dip my toe into that and what that means to, to act here. And and I think the biggest challenge on both sides of like writing or acting that I've noticed is just understanding the business of it. Oh, the business and is everything. You could be like the best performer, right. writer, anything. Like mm-hmm. you don't understand the business, it's useless. Yeah, and it's and and I think it's on both sides of having to the knowledge and understanding of how the city works, um, what you need to do to get things done and to uh, uh, keep moving forward. And the and, and and acting, there's a there there was a lot of podcasts about acting. There's a lot of yeah. podcasts about acting. More now as they've as they've grown, especially about the business of acting. Um, but there's really, I mean, more recently there has been, but there's really had never been like when a I book moved here, there like really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's you know, never been would, like this is what it's like to be like an actor. There was the Actors Fest thing that I went to, and I remember mm-hmm. like it's just it's weird because it's like you like these people give things, but they mm-hmm. give them in such a metaphoric, nondescriptive way. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what that 
Huh. What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Well, I mean, I realized <laughs> uh, looking back on college, um, they did not like they prepared my my craft well. Yeah. But the thing is, they did not teach me a thing about no. and, uh, in college. The I took theater as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember at that time, like 17 when I got my um, I dual enrolled in, in college. So instead of like junior and senior year, I just went to college instead. Sure. Um, if I because I just said college and then 17 and people were like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Um, but I, I got an agent at that time and then I was like booking commercials and all of these things, um, and like professional theater. So it's like, I knew certain things like standard of a headshot and like, yeah. re- like formatting real. a resume and all of these types of things. I remember being in my college class and he was like, so for headshots, are you doing black and white landscape? And I was like, that's not industry standard. And he was like, I'm sorry, like who's teaching the class? And I was like, I'm just, I'm like doing this right now, like professionally. So I just wanted to like drop it in. I just wanted to like say that. And he was like, Oh, and then I explained and he was like, Oh, so you're actually like, all right, you can, you can comment on this. I was like, Oh, I actually, I feel really, I don't mean to take over your class. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but I just, I can't not speak up about things. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, no, this is wrong. (laughs) And this thing is just like knowing like what to do. And that, that, that was always like the hardest part for me coming in. And just trying to figure, and then also like as you guys have kind of talked about, like stepping out and meeting people and and getting comfortable outside of the people you already know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's also like a pitfall where you can like some actors are very just like mopey actors, mm-hmm. and they're all just like, "Why are things happening for mm-hmm. me? I just like sit here and come to class and I don't mm-hmm. do anything." And then you you can get easily sucked mm-hmm. into that like. Sure negative space like you were saying yeah instead well, even, of like being well, in like even, a positive like, even away from the class aspect of just like i just sit and wait for it to happen to me yeah mm-hmm. and it's like because, and a lot of people do like because you don't know what to do, know what to do. you're yeah. like i i don't understand i don't but know it's where like, to go i don't know what to do and you well, don't and, people and, don't and the way this city is built it. it's not like new york right where there's like a specific mm-hmm. area that yeah. you go to for theater right or, which would make sense yeah. you could just go to a section and then like talk to people figure things out but you're like i don't where do i start here yeah um, and it's like you were saying how things work, because if you showed up to audition, like my college professor said, if I showed up with a black and white headshot that was landscape, they'd laugh and like, mm-hmm. yeah. like never call her again. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, know what she's she doing. I, I did um, the first uh, in 2013 uh, backstage well, used to uh, do like a conference where it was an entire day of like about the industry for actors. That's the thing I went to oh, actor fest actor fest. Yeah, yes. that, that's the one. Maybe we went the same year, <laughs> Maybe. Um, but well, I remember I sitting down uh, with one of these casting directors and it was like speed dating, but with mm-hmm. casting directors yeah. and they took one look at my headshot and you know, they gave me the hard truth of like, this is your headshot. This is everyone else's see how it's th- like, it's not eight by 10. It's sticking out. I'm going to throw it away. And just giving like the hard truth of that. And yeah. and I realize now looking back on it, I was not ready. Like I yeah, did no, within the not. first year, I, I was able to book a manager um, through some contacts I had with some family friends. But now looking back on it, I wasn't ready for representation. I My resume wasn't up to what I would say should be a good standard. I didn't have a reel. My headshots weren't professional. Um, so I spent like the first six months, almost year, with that manager just getting everything updated so that I could then be submitted. Yeah. And that's it's, nice that that manager did that because a lot of times now, yeah, it's like what I've found with representation, I've had quite a few different reps and I end up just like, I've left pretty much all of them except the one I'm with now. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> because it's like, 
I'll come to the table and be like, all right, here's my thoughts. I feel like I'd be good for these types of roles, this and this and this and this and this. Here's all my stuff. What do you think? And they're like, looks good. And I'm like, but like, where can we improve it? Cause like yeah. I should be going on more auditions or doing, mm-hmm. you know, like what can I do to help you do your job better? Yeah. And they're like, everything's great. And then there mm-hmm. would be like, you know, I would be getting auditions for myself. Yeah. And I'd be booking projects for myself. And I'm like, where, where is where, the collaboration? Just, like, the, just tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. No. And so like, that was, that, that was definitely a big learning moment for me of like, it, cause there are managers that are here that can definitely be willing to take newer clients on that are more fresh and like yeah. growing and shaping them. But also just like, cause somebody has to take over. Yeah. But, but then it's also just having like, I now know it's like, wow, I was a little too green for for that responsibility of having that type of relationship. So and I do think it is better to like get some of that like knowledge before you go out there because like you're saying that cast new director was like, "Oh, I'd throw it away." And yeah. then they and they'll remember that. They'll remember that. Mm. They'll just remember like that person's headshot was terrible. I yeah. don't ever want to see them again. You're yeah. like Or hopefully the next time you see them they're like, "Oh, wow, great. This person's grown so much." Right, mm-hmm. right. Awesome. If they call you back, you if know. If they call you back. You don't want yeah. like Please call me back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I've so, Michael, behind the like the career choice of acting, mm-hmm. how, or at least of acting being a career, how has theater and acting impacted you personally? Oh, so much. Um, I do believe that you know when it comes to the performing arts and stuff, um, film, I definitely feel like is the director's medium. I feel like television is the writer's medium. Um, and I feel like theater can, is very much like an actor's yeah. medium and that actors do, you have control over the performance mm-hmm. in, in many respects. Like and there's songs that you sing that are just fun to sing. Yeah. And then there's songs that like show off your vocal range. Sure. Yeah. And theater shows off your performer range. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like- but, but for me, so like I described running downstairs, but for me it was battlements. Mm-hmm. Theater gave me that framing. It finally gave me a place to put my imagination and a place where it was safe and like not only safe, but like celebrated to do that. Right. Um, and it, it gave me my acting focus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the best acting class, I feel like. Um, and, I, and I can now say like I've, I've studied Meisner in this town and, you know, it's, you end up doing theater. You're, you're performing in front of your classmates and stuff. And I don't know. There's as an actor, I feel like at least for myself, when I'm on set, it's easy to be distracted by the crew and everything else that's going on because there's so much happening to make a film. But with theater, it gives you moments to just just focus Mm -hmm. on that character, on that story, on the person with you in the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels more naked. Yeah. It's just you and that person where on set, like even when you have like, make out scenes or whatever like it none of it's like sexy you're like do you understand that all these people are here and i'm like am i positioning my head the right way for yeah. camera yeah. like is this like <laughs> yeah are we in our light and is this but like right? when it's theater it's all very like it's it's um, moment. It's, it's, in the a, moment. it's in the moment and it's and it's alive and what i love about theater is that it's never the same performance and no one twice. says cut and yeah like back to one <laughs> and and if something happens, if something goes wrong with the show, Roll with it. you have to improvise and find a way to do it. I've and had to do great, that like even with the show I'm currently co-star. in. Yeah. Like say you like changed a line. I then need to like 
how my character would respond in that moment. And then both of us find our way back together. And it's a rewarding experience when you and that other person are on stage together and you're trusting yeah. yourself to it, them. It's, it's the fall and they're going to catch you. And it's, and you know, and, but also the audience is there with you and that, that the, the sound of listening happening is just absolutely thrilling and exciting. And for me, theater is what, showed me, yes, I can actually do this. Yes, I could do this for a living. Um, you know, those very formative years of just doing theater uh, for youth theater, for school, and then doing high school theater and like learning how to make a show, the the raw aspect of like building the sets, even though they don't look amazing, but you're, you're building it. You're, you're part of your, it. Your, your sweat and <laughs> tears and blood and, into making a show happen. Um, it showed me that I could actually do this for a living. Yeah. That this is what makes people like Tom Hanks go from doing theater in Solano County to then booking a Shakespeare festival in Ohio to then meeting people that takes him out to New York City, which leads to the career that we now know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always used to watch uh, Inside the Actor's Studio. And I remember watching like, Tom Hanks's interview and just you know all of these amazing Anthony actors Hopkins, and act- like- actresses and just talking about the their days in the theater. Yeah, and for me that was, it also just showed me like well if Robin Williams did it if Tom Hanks did this thing mm-hmm. that's my connection to them we're mm-hmm. we're performing in the same field as it were and so if surely they did this maybe there's going to be a day right. where I might be on the screen. What would you say are like the, your child? What would you say are your strengths when it comes to acting and 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 being in theater mm-hmm. and 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 pursuing this profession? Mm-hmm. And what would you say are your weaknesses? I, I guess first I'll acknowledge a weakness yeah. is the business. I'm side too of strong. <laughs> I'm too strong. I'm too good at what I'm just I do. Too too good looking, okay. guys. Okay. Was like, what's your be- the what's audience your, gets distracted. What's a weakness you say you have? I'm. <laughs> I learn things too fast and I'm too good at my job. No, um, I mean, on the technical side of things, it's the business I could learn and I could definitely grow more mm-hmm. there. But as far as what I feel like my strengths are, I love listening. I love just being there mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to put all of my focus on the other person. Where, where, I, where my acting can suffer is when I'm too worried about what the audience is thinking. When I'm on stage, my attention needs to be on the person that's on stage with me um, and trying to live in the life of that play so that it's not me that's up there. Right. Be- believing in the imaginary circumstances to why I'm there to make it feel like a fully rounded performance and not just like, oh, I'm just here performing a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it's you're in a room by yourself playing, you know, make believe. And, 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 and so thinking in that respect, I've spent my entire life doing that. And that's where I feel like that's where I, I can excel. Do you feel not to get too like psychological, therapeutic, oh, sure. but <laughs> do you feel like, like, cause you mentioned, you know, you're worrying, you're wondering, well, how's the audience feeling? What's going on there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thinking about the other person and all this stuff. Do you feel like that part of that also kind of mirrors like your personal oh, life sure. as Michael where, I know you're 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 very much like a really great friend who mm-hmm. cares about everyone and makes sure everyone's doing well. And if and I feel like there is a mirror there of like caring about the audience and how they're doing and how like that other person's doing and 
and not having the chance to focus on sure. you and, and being present. Well, with sure. You. And I mean, I, I know also part of what got me further into acting was trouble at home mm. when I was younger. You know, my oldest brother was going through a rough patch and it just caused some fights and things at home. And like, I remember a big blow up fight happening and just sitting there reading Lord of the Rings, you know, and acting was an escape in that regard. Um, especially when you're a teenager and you're going through so many changes and trying to figure out who you are doing theater can be a wonderful way of finding what that is. Um, Try different things out. You're trying different things out. You're, you know, like, do I feel like I'm more of a Tybalt? Like, you know, to get that anger, to get that frustration out against Romeo, the stupid kid, or am I more of a Romeo? I, I do feel like I'm more of a Romeo. What, what about Romeo and me are alike? How, how are we different? And I played Romeo and like, I wrote an entire journal as Romeo and like, but as a teenager, it was the most exciting thing. Um, but and going back to what you were talking about, Daniel, is like very much, you know, back in those days, I was having to focus on making sure everyone was okay, making sure things were fine and and taking care of people's things. Something I'm, you know, working on as an adult male <laughs> in Los Angeles as well. But it's it it, it definitely plays into that as right. well. Now, obviously, you, you, you've you've started branching out um, into other things, writing. I know you have a few ideas for plays and, mm-hmm. and films that you've worked on. Me and you have worked on uh, several pilots together and, and some short stuff. Um, how, kind of, again, focusing on the acting part, how is doing all that, the podcast and, and, and sound engineering and stuff like that, how do you feel, has that affected you as an <laughs> actor? And not just in the sense of like the 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 craft, but sure. maybe even the business of it as well. That's a very interesting question. Yes, because by committing myself to podcasting and, you know, whether it's assisting the creation of a show or producing something, it makes you think about the amount of time I'm putting towards something. And so if I'm going to commit myself to a show, I need to make sure it's advancing my career in some way, whether it's teaching me a new something new about acting or it's because I'm working with a specific group of artists that I have that I'm really interested in working with or this would be a great show to have on my resume um or to establish a relationship with a new theater company um yeah there comes a time where you're like I don't have time to waste on just like let's just do something like I've had friends that have like done a whole day where they'll like film a short and then they never edit it or do anything with it and I'm like, guys, that's like a lot of time and effort to then just like not do anything with it. Like every yeah. everything has to matter. Mm-hmm. And in, like and every moment. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in a city like Los Angeles or New York or something like that, time is money. Yes. Right. Um, where we, we're all hustling to make a living and to and to pay for a living. And so if you're doing theater in which you're not going to get paid, which is often the case in this town. You know, you need to make sure you're getting paid in another way. And that's mm-hmm. an experience. That's in yeah. relationships. Yeah, that's connections, in, all, all of that. Yeah. It, or is it strengthening your craft? But And so it's by doing podcasting, by producing, um, it's, it's allowed me to be more critical of the projects that I commit mm-hmm. myself to. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many projects that go on all the time. And you could have so many people like, oh, maybe you could come on this thing or this thing or this thing. And also because I can I can make costumes and mm-hmm. 
because I can do like multiple different things. I have lots of different types of credits on IMDb and I've learned like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you, there's sometimes it comes down to, there's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough hours no, and I've already committed right. to this yeah. thing. You know, and um, that is then you a hard... remember two miles to drive in LA takes about three hours. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and it all, and also in the end, it also just sharpens my passion for why I love acting. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I love podcasting. I love producing. Mm-hmm. I love, um, editing our episodes together, yeah. but doing these shows that I'm currently in right now, it's like, there's nothing more that I love mm-hmm. doing as a profession than acting. Yeah. And, and, and kind of, kind of for both of you guys has being here and pursuing this career in this industry, has that, has that soured you in any way on this, this business and, and, and that, that craft? I wouldn't say soured. I would say you become wiser. And then at least for me, I then try to pass on my knowledge to the next person. Mm. You know, and I th- I love that. I sometimes think like, oh man, I wish I had you know, current me to tell like 18-year-old me like, no, okay, all of that that's nonsense. The things you need to know are this, this and this and this. Focus on this. So, I try to to pass that on and help out. Yeah. Anyone that I know that I'm like, you know, friends with whatever, when they're like, oh, I'm trying to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And if I have knowledge on it, I'm like, hey, I have knowledge. Like, mm-hmm. I am more than happy to share that with you, like with social media or acting, anything. I'm like, I will share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Because there's no need to keep it to yourself. And like the universe and positive energy, everything kind of like rewards you too. Because whenever I do that, you know, I then find somebody that's farther along than me will come to me and then share something with me. And it's like, I get that reward of like, okay, you've shared with them. I will now share with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for me, I, it just makes me feel more grateful. The longer I'm here, the more like, you know, even though I'm not in the Marvel movies or in the star Wars movie, I'm just, I just feel this sense of gratitude, like good for them. Because we're all in this together. We're, we are. We're all wanting to book those roles. We're all wanting to do those types of projects. We're all wanting our dreams to succeed. So anyone that's able to do it, good on them. Oh, um, yeah. Like the the chick who plays Mantis, mm-hmm. My she went to my friend's acting studio. And she was just kind of this awkward, quirky girl mm-hmm. that he was like, I don't know. You can't book all the roles, but the roles that you could book like no one else would be able to do them better. Book that one role. And then all of a sudden she became Mantis and he was like, see? Well, well dang. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she's just so different and that's another thing of owning what makes you unique. She could have been like, oh, my voice is weird or this is weird. I'm going to try to be more normal. Mm-hmm. But then she wouldn't be Mantis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I think that's fantastic. No, but yeah, it's, if anything, like, I mean, of course you become, you be, just become more knowledgeable about, um, the, the industry and you can choose to be sour about it. Um, or you could try to be an element of change. You can try to make it a more positive industry and mm. just, I don't know. I, I'm just grateful. The, I, the more I'm here, the more I understand that I am not in control, yeah. as, yes. especially as my life as an actor. Mm-hmm. So any type of project that I can be in, I am just grateful to be a part of it. Like the fact that I can now say I played Ron Weasley is a dream come true. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've wanted to play this character ever since I first read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Like, and so now I actually get to live out that dream. And and probably a cooler version 
Agreed. Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. Uh, so kind of to wrap it up for, for in, in Linux, please feel free to jump in on this as well. Uh, if, if, if there was one piece of advice that you wish you had before you moved to LA, before you started pursuing this career here, uh, that you maybe have found out yourself or somebody gave you after the fact, what would, what would that one piece of advice be? I'd give myself to one, te- like one business yeah. and then one life Right on the business side of things. Just keep learning how to make things like whether that's film, like get behind the camera, not always focus on being in front of the camera, um, building websites, um, just learning more about the industry mm-hmm. a bit more. Like I wish I could have just given myself that nugget of like, just try and learn as much about the industry as right. possible so that you're ready when you get here. Mm-hmm. And then just as far as the more important piece of advice is just just embrace life, love life as an actor, but just love your life and to just go in for an adventure and to just do do what you love. Yeah. Do what you love. And this town can give that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two extremely good ones, so I'm just going to try to choose two different ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so for a business thing, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I think being the most marketable version of you, mm-hmm. which is like a hard combination, but still finding what makes you unique, but not trying to do a million things. Just like, you know what? I'm really good at these things. Like it's sales. Yeah. Okay, here's a void. I have this product that could fill this void. Mm-hmm. And understanding, because it took me a long time to understand, like, okay, what is my goal? Where, what type of roles do I want to do? I could do all of them. Okay, I really want to, like, do these. Mm-hmm. That fits me very well. How do I, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and sometimes to connect those dots? Because, yeah. like, my new set of headshots that Eric took, mm-hmm. like, because I finally understood, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and Eric and I shoot together all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you understand me you know what i want like mm-hmm. together we could accomplish this and as soon as i took those headshots like it's like audition 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 and then just like you book things and you're like oh okay it was as simple as that yeah because if, you, if you're not if you don't get auditions you're not going to get bookings yeah right and i think part of that is just listening to kind of like just pay attention to the type of roles you keep getting called in for yeah you know the yeah. type of roles that you keep getting yeah. booked for. And, and, and then and if you're having trouble figuring out who that yeah, exactly. is. So, and then from there, you're like, how do I create a marketing package that shows that mm-hmm. to a casting director like right away? Yeah. You know, you already said the love life thing, so we're going to leave it there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Lennox, thank you so much for being thank on here you. with us to talk to Michael and hear more about his story and, and his focus on acting. Uh, and sharing your personal experience as well. I, I really enjoyed that's it. That's really yeah. an amazing. Where can people find you if they want to follow you and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, at Lennox Knight, mm-hmm. L-E-N-O-X-K-N-I-G-H-T. And at Instagram, I'm still recovering my uh, <laughs> main account. So right now, it's at Lennox Knight official. Mm-hmm. And if you don't type in the official, you won't find me. Yeah. Because Instagram... <laughs> you, has, you'll be lost in the night. Well, Instagram yes, <laughs> has decided to shadow ban me right now. So unless you type out my full name, it's bad enough that my old account was deleted. Right. Now they've shadow banned me on my new one. So you can't Dang. find me unless you type it out to the very last I letter. Tro- I was looking uh, I, for your profile this morning. I couldn't yes. find search for you. Yeah, because I'm shadow banned. Really, I was like, what is happening? I was like, did she unfriend me? What's going on? <laughs> I'm and just looked, shadow banned. Like, oh, no, it's just, it's it strange. sounds cool, but it's not 
about Flynn. Yes, yeah, so definitely <laughs> follow her. She's awesome. Posts some amazing cosplay and some amazing pictures. You can keep up with what's going on with in, in the, into the dark room. Is it in, in the, the dark room? <laughs> in the death room. In the death room. I keep wanting to say in the oh, dark room. Oh, you can room. also go to um, the death room. Tonight, my website will be finished after hey. I leave here. So just lennoxnight.com and there there's social go. links. Perfect. <laughs> so, Michael, you've been doing this for a while. Just a wee bit. And you know that at the end of all of our interviews, we play a special game. Yes. What type of game? And before we started, I asked you to give me six numbers. Now, this is the one time where I can't say that you didn't know what it was for because you've been here long enough. Yeah. But after Friendster and before Facebook, there was a wonderful place that people went to play and hang out, and that was MySpace. Ah, you would yes. go and get mad if you weren't in someone's top six or top eight. <laughs> You would wait forever for some page to load because you're waiting for God is one of us to load. Or you would create your own fake band page, yes. which yes. I did. Yes, you would Check out well. Hanson's Broken Hearts. <laughs> there might be a couple songs on you there. Some, some real creepy ones. <laughs> uh, but one of the other things that they had and that they were ahead of times were, were quizzes. Before BuzzFeed and results, these were just quizzes to let people know who you were. And I found one of those quizzes. It's 167 questions long. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to ask you every question, obviously. But I asked you to pick six random numbers. Now, you don't know every question on this quiz. You don't know. Not even not even to this day. I don't. (laughs) Because most people pick the same numbers, weirdly enough. So, you don't you know, you don't know the question and number correlation. So you don't know what questions you're getting. So there's always a bonus. I like this quiz. Thank you. Yeah. So, Michael, now, Michael, you do know the rule of this is no no explanations, no explanations. It's funny enough just hearing the answer. So, Michael, are you ready for your MySpace quiz? Born ready. All right. Here we go. Question number one as I close the app. Here we go. (laughs) Question number one. Michael. Daniel. Do you want any pets? Yes. There you go. Do you like Chinese food? Oh, yeah. American Chinese food. Definitely. American Chinese food. Okay. Name something that you cannot wait for. Ooh, my wedding. Oh, yay. I was thinking the ending to Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also really want to see Endgame. I still haven't seen yeah. it yet. Me but wedding. Yeah. Well, well, definitely wedding. Definitely, definitely wedding. wedding. <laughs> Good answer. Definitely, definitely. No, all right, next question. Do you like Subway? Yes. <laughs> A very adamant yes. Uh, second to the last question. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen someone you knew and purposely avoided them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it me? Be honest. <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> and Michael, the final question of your MySpace quiz. <clears throat> Have you ever caught the stove on fire? Caught the stove on fire? Yeah. I'm not that bad of a cook, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, the MySpace quiz. Linux Knight, thank you so much. Michael Lutheran, as always, it's a pleasure. Michael, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, definitely. Everyone, you can follow me at Michael Lutheran on Twitter and Instagram. I've been posting a lot of things of me as Ron Weasley. I'll be soon posting pictures of me as Vincent Crab and Crab and Goyle are dead. Woo-hoo. And more wedding things to come. You also find him every uh, every week here on Hollywood Hustle Podcast. You can email us if you have any questions for Michael or any questions for Linux at hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at LA Hustlecast and Instagram at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. You can also find me at Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L, at all of those same places. <laughs> and if you would like to, we're not saying you have to, but we, if you'd like to, 
please leave us a review on not only iTunes, but you can also leave us a review on Stitcher as well. Yeah. We recently found that out. We didn't know that. Yeah. So, so double check whatever yeah. podcast platform you're listening to us on if and leave us a review. System, yeah, if there's a review system, leave it. Yeah. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that follow button. Make sure you hit that we like these people button. Whatever that button is on your preferred platform, make sure you hit that, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this Team Hustle it's so nice just to not like interview someone I know, not, <laughs> not someone I don't. Uh, it's, but it was it's also amazing to be joined by someone as wonderful as Lennox. Absolutely. To, you know, like as you said in the beginning, like you don't know anything about me. So that made this yeah. whole conversation. It's, it adds very a level to it. It's extremely exciting. Yeah. It makes it feel more worth it. Yes, there we <laughs> than, go. Than just hearing the story again. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael, you know, I love you. Thank you so much. And guys, remember that you're doing the best you can. You're making it happen. You're getting out there. You're meeting people. And just always remember to keep, keep up, up the, the hustle. hustle.